and welcome to the Driver Hire podcast. My name's Tony from Driver Hire Croydon and Sutton. Hello, I'm Gary from Driver Hire in Colchester. We represent two of Driver Hire Nationwide's network of over 100 offices, and we decided to get together to create a series of regular podcasts for people who want to know more about Driver Hire, but principally to provide hints, tips and tricks to help our drivers be the very best that they can be. Hi Gary, how you doing? Very well Tony, what's happening in your life? Uh, well, a bit busy week this week outside of work actually, I've got, um, this is this is birthday week in uh, in the Gosha family, so it's my, my wife and my two daughters birthday, all in, all in the same week, so um, uh, a busy and expensive week this week. I was about to say you need deep pockets to keep the wife and the daughters happy. <laughs> yes, so, um, so this week we are going to talk about um, how to avoid PCNs. So we spoke to a number of our customers and we were, we were trying to find out about things that cause problems in the traffic office that perhaps we can help uh, resolve. And one of those things that came up was PCNs or penalty charge notices. And these are infringements that drivers can make for a variety of different reasons. But generally speaking, what then happens is um, a fine will go back into the, um, into the transport company and nine times out of 10, that fine ends up coming back to the driver and really costing them quite a lot of money. So for me, as well as trying to save the customers, the administration of having to to deal with these fines as they come in, really from a driver's point of view, it's a really expensive thing to do to go out out to work for the day and cost yourself perhaps £65 for something that you could have really easily avoided yourself. So this episode is really just to talk through the ways in which drivers get PCNs and what they can do to avoid getting those PCNs. I will start off here, Tony, with my car park. We have double yellow lines all around our industrial estate we're based on where we have a huge car park. And the amount of times we say, please park in the car park, the amount of times people will just park and then the traffic warden will come down and slap a nice little penalty notice of £60 just to come and register. And we have a chat on our introduction of why you should not park on double yellow lines, and there they are getting a ticket while they're registering. So, so we get we get PCNs in. Um, you know, fortunately, it's not every week, but you know, it's not an uncommon thing for us to receive PCNs for our drivers. And this can be things like, for example, driving in bus lanes, um, exceeding weight limits, um, stopping on red routes, uh, stopping on to unload yellow lines at the wrong times, um, box junctions. Those are the kind of things you see, Gary. I was got all the ones you've just named. I was just about to throw out there. The box junction is the one I fear the most personally, where I get sucked into a box junction. When we're in London, it's a really good example. I don't have the pleasure of driving there so often as yourself. When you're going down with the traffic and you're just keeping up with the flow of traffic, and you think, "Oh, I'll make that," and then you realise it's a box junction and you stop in it. And you think, "No, what have I done?" <laughs> and you can see the camera sitting over and above, and you think. I know there's a ticket coming my way. <laughs> mm. So I've got a, a real sympathy for truck drivers and box junctions because the, the worst one is that situation where, where there's more than one lane of traffic. So let's say it's a, a dual carriageway, two lanes, and there's a box junction, and you're waiting there in your truck to have enough space on the other side to, to get the truck completely through the box junction 
and you can see that space has just cleared and you start to move off and then some some I don't want to say the word some person in the lane next to you has, has, has nipped out to the box junction cut in front of you and taken up the space that you were going into and just completely left you stranded and that is so frustrating so you've really only got two ways of avoiding that and the first one is just to sit there and sit there and sit there until you're completely sure that there's nobody that's going to go into that space and the only other way of doing it is to straddle the lanes leading up to the box junction so that you're in control of the space on the other side when you get through um, which is something that requires a bit of thinking and pre-planning before you get there but is a way of guaranteeing that you'll take the space that you've been waiting for when you get to the other side yeah and you don't want to annoy other road users but you want to be able to do the job properly be able to go through the box junction without stopping in it exactly but it's a black and white offense you know so when the when the ticket comes through and the vehicle's stopped in the box junction that's 65 pounds thank you very much and and so you know it's, it's really important that you plan to avoid getting caught in that situation i mean i do have the odd pcn come through for box junctions but i have a lot come through for parking on double yellow lines do you have the same issue that you're in tony yeah, we do. So it might be worth just running through the difference between, you know, yellow and red lines and curb stripes and all that kind of stuff, because it's a it's an easy thing to get wrong if you're not paying proper attention to it. I suppose the, the, the simple way to understand it, if you're talking about red lines, yellow lines and yellow curb stripes, the basic rule of thumb is if it's a double, then you can't do that anytime. So if it's a double red, no stopping at any time. If it's a double yellow, no parking at any time. If it's a double yellow curb stripe, it's no loading at any time. But if it's a single red line, single yellow line, or single curb stripe, what that's telling you is that at some times of the day, you can't park, load, uh, or stop. And at some times of the day, you can. And that will always be explained on a information, rectangular information sign on a post at the side of the road, some, somewhere near that single stripe. And that will give you the times of day that you are or aren't allowed to um, stop or park or load. I mean, it is awkward if you've got a delivery, for argument's sake, on the 365 high road, and there you pull up, oh, double yellow lines, and I've got a pallet of goods delivered to this place. Well, how do you do it? How do you overcome it? This one of the things I do mention in our registration is, if in doubt, phone up the client who you're working for. They might be well aware of the situation and say, ah, you need to go around the rear of it. Sorry, it's not our delivery note, and they'll give you the correct address where to go to. Or they might be willing to take ownership and take the risk of getting a ticket, which means the driver isn't paying for that problem. But please note that down on your timesheet. Mm. But it's also something to ask before you even leave for the, for the day. You know, is there any particular parking arrangements for any of these delivery points? And and somebody may well say to you, oh, yeah, you're going to such and such. Yeah, you'll need to make sure you, you know, enter from the rear on different road or whatever. You know, it's not always clear on, on delivery notes. So it's really important to ask the question. And if you're not sure, then park somewhere where it is legal and safe to do so to make that call ask the question yeah don't use your mobile while driving obviously mm, of course so bus lanes is something we have a lot of trouble with actually um in london because well there's a lot of bus lanes um but one of the problems is that 
a lot of bus lanes are, are timed bus lanes. So effectively, at some, time, some parts of the day, they are a bus lane and some parts of the day, they aren't a bus lane. In fact, I used to work in driver training, as I think I said before. And we used to have a, one of the test routes that, that would often, the examiners would take the drivers, is a road going through Ealing that led out to the South Circular. Bus lane was timed from 2.30 in the afternoon. And if you're on one of the first three test lots of the day um, and you didn't drive in the bus lane because it wasn't operational, you'd end up failing your test for not reading the road signs and, of course, keeping left wherever possible. But similarly, if you went in the bus lane on the afternoon test slot, which was after 2.30, of course, you'd fail for going in the bus lane. So it's really about making sure you read and understand the, the timings on the bus lane. It's not uncommon to get one, and again, I've got massive sympathy for drivers on this one, Gary, is if you have got a situation where there's a vehicle ahead of you, perhaps turning right, and you're you're slowing down or even having to stop behind them to turn right, the temptation would be to pass on the left-hand side, perhaps encroaching into a bus lane to do it. But even that, on a bus lane in, in London, seems to be the case, even if you just put two wheels into it, just to keep the traffic flowing and pass the car that's turning right on the inside, even that will end up giving you a £65 fine, which, like I say, massive sympathy for the drivers. Surely it'd be better to keep the traffic moving, but it's just not worth losing pretty much, you know, a good chunk of your wages for the day just for the sake of saving those few seconds. That's right. You don't want to be able to go in there, lose your £60 or £70, whatever the cost is for that particular offence, when all you need to do is stop. We're under pressure as a driver to get the deliveries done because the client will soon say, that driver isn't very quick. Well, he's just obeyed the rules of the road and done it correctly in some cases. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, massive sympathy. Um, the, the other one that comes up sometimes, and, um, and we, um, we'll always double-check these and dispute them if we think the driver's in the right, but that's weight limit contravention. So obviously if you take a, I don't know, let's say a 12 ton vehicle through a seven and a half ton weight limit, well, you know, that's that that's kind of bang to rights as it were. But if you've got one of those ones that says seven and a half ton except for loading, then obviously you're going to have a delivery note that's got an address in the road that you've gone into. And of course, if you, you know, if you're if you're driving a, a vehicle and you've got to make a domestic delivery down a road with that weight limit, but it's that weight limit except for loading. And of course, you're entitled to go down there. That's fine. That's no problem at all. But sometimes what will happen is we'll get the penalty charge come through and nobody's checked the delivery notes against, you know, against the PCN to, to, to see if the driver was actually making a delivery. But it's also really important when you're looking at weight limits just to just to understand because Weight limits are often written in different ways in different places. Um, I don't understand why there's not an exact standardization of signs on this, but sometimes you'll see, for example, 20T MGW, meaning maximum gross weight. Sometimes it will say GVW, gross vehicle weight, which is the same thing. And then sometimes it won't say either of those two things, but it will have the weight written inside um a little um, icon of a truck, which again means exactly the same thing. So there seems to be different road signs in use in different places. But whichever sign you see, it's referring to the gross vehicle weight, which of course you'll know because you've read the weight plate on the vehicle as part of your daily walk around check. So you know, you'd never exceed that weight limit 
unless of course it was except for loading yeah one of the things we've had in the past is when they see when the driver sees a sign saying 15 ton and they're driving an 18 ton vehicle but unladen they think they're only driving a 12 ton vehicle they can go over that weight limit or through that weight limit well I'm afraid they can't because it's based on gross vehicle weight and not what the actual weight of your vehicle is at that time. Mm. But uh, yeah, so P- PCNs, you know, like I say, it's not something we get every week, but it is a problem. And the cost for the for the customer to process that PCN, you know, it, it's time, it, it's, you know, it's admin cost. Um, same for us when it comes through time, admin cost. Um, but really, that's nothing compared to a driver losing a fair chunk of of his day's wages for quite often a, a really a really silly um, mistake. A, hit, a good hint I would like to put across is with our timesheets, there is a section for the registration number. Please always fill that registration number in. And this is a good example: is if we get a PCN through and we'll look at that reg number and we'll compare. They'll say you were driving that vehicle on that day. We'll look at your timesheet and we'll compare the two. It could be you got swapped over in the morning and weren't driving that vehicle. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And the last thing we ever want to do is to pass on a cost to a driver that, that isn't their cost, of course. So, Gary, thank you very much. It's been great talking to you again. Thank you, Tony. A different thing to discuss on the podcast this time, and let's hope we save a few pounds for our drivers. Just one driver saves one PCN from listening to this, then uh, this has been time well spent. So, um it is a hard job for all drivers in there. Please take your time and don't get any PCNs. Mm, absolutely. So thank you very much for listening. If you have enjoyed it, please do rate, review and subscribe. And we look forward to speaking to you next time. Thank you very much for your time. You've been listening to the Driver Hire podcast and thank you very much. And as goodbye from myself, Gary Richards, at the Colchester office. And from me, Tony Gosher, from the Croydon and Sutton office. If you'd like to get in touch with us, along with all the other driver hire offices, you can find us at driverhire.co.uk. Thank you very much for your time. Bye-bye.